Hello everybody. Welcome, welcome to the garden. The place where Pastor Deborah teaches you little ones in the spirit. Yes, yes, everybody sit down. Creatures, everybody help them. Yes, I know this is strange. And it's just your spirit that's here. Your physical body is not here with me right now today. But when you watch this, you might be in your body. Yeah. I just finished another teaching in another section of the garden. Now I'm moving on to this lesson, this class, just for you. I'm Pastor Deborah. Yeah, hi, everybody. Yay, glad to see you here. And we're in class again. We're in another lesson. In fact, it's lesson number four of leadership development. The heart of a leader. Becoming a shepherd. To be a righteous leader in this world today, we need you to have a shepherd's heart. Yeah. I don't think we have many of those, do we? No. Most of our leaders of politics, governments, nations, the legal profession, businesses, services, even the leaders of our family. Or our religious leaders. They're not a shepherd of you. And Pastor Deborah is going to get into some deep stuff. Because many of you are just children spiritually. Some of you are need to be born again spiritually. But your soul part of you. Oh, it is a mess. Pastor Deborah's soul was a mess. The ideas, the concepts in there filled me up. With darkness and ignorance and oppression, just like you. And I have been working through my own story about just one area that filled my heart, my mind, my subconscious with ignorance, oppression, bondage. They were fruit of seeds planted into me by my parents, by culture, by faith. By years and years of traditions. Remember? You don't. Was that I believed there was a Santa Claus. An Easter Bunny and a Tooth Fairy. And I was sending that message. Spewing those seeds out to my own son. Yeah. Oh, you don't believe in Santa Claus? Well, most people don't. But they do. I even wrote on the Christmas presents. From Santa, which was me. So God had to help me if I was going to be a leader whose heart was a shepherd for you. And he had to take some stuff out and put some new things in. But he had to have my cooperation and my permission. He would not go against my will. If you want to keep it and you want to stay in your old thoughts and concepts and live by traditions of men and live by the ways of the world, he will allow you. He is not a God to force his will upon you. Mm -mm. So before we begin, let's do what? Prayer. All right. Is anybody here? Would you like to pray for all of us? You would, okay. This is so wonderful, Father, that your people are starting to feel 
confident enough to speak out and pray. Let's all bow our heads while this young one prays for us. Wonderful. Father, you heard his prayer. They bring their will freely to you so that you will not be raping them and forcing them against their free will to give up their ignorance, to give up the darkness, the cancer, the traditions of men, the culture they've grown up with that keeps them from having the heart of a leader that is a shepherd. We thank you that their hearts are pure and open before you. So do your work, Father, as the word goes forth and teaches. Remember, I was telling you that I had been given a test in a university, and I was reading scriptures. And I was working through Colossians 1, 4 through 13. This is where the Apostle Paul was writing a letter to believers in Colossia, it might be said right, I'm not sure, about some things. And I'm just going to read the scriptures beginning at verse, looks like, number four. And it's Paul writing, and he's speaking to the saints, the believers, which Pastor Deborah was. You can be a member of, in any of these cities, yeah. Verse four, since we, Paul and Timothy, heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have. I'm looking at my notes, so please forgive me. And to all the saints, ask yourselves and others this question. Are you of this faith? Can he say that about you? And of this love which you have to all saints, the brethren who also believe in Christ Jesus, as well. Verse 5. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. What? Are you in heaven? No, this is the garden. Heaven is above us, so to speak, because the garden's on the earth. Yeah. Did you? You didn't know? No, you're not dead. You're quite alive. Your physical body is still here. Now, you could be in a coma, could be sick, could be having an out-of-body experience, but your physical body is here on planet Earth. Heaven is where your spirit will go when your physical body finally gives way to death. Okay? Where you have heard before up there that the word of truth and the good news is you're going to get more when you get there. Lots of learning going on in heaven all the time. Classrooms, people out and in class. Because some people get saved on their deathbed and that's all they can do. And they know nothing, so they got to go to school. Yeah, lots of learning. Verse 6, which the word of truth has come unto you as it is in all the world. You didn't know that the word of truth is in the world. It's here. Mm-hmm. It's always been here. It's been covered up a lot. It's been hidden. 
It's been in our deep recesses. Did you know that ancient Egyptians and even believed in gods, believed in demons and afterlife? And they believed that the Pharaoh was king, a son of God on earth. And he was to be a shepherd of the nation and the people. Yeah, it's always been there. It's been hidden and kind of covered over in darkness and ignorance. But it's been breaking through. Yeah. And it, this light, this word of truth, brings forth fruit as regular fruit does. It has seeds that get spread out. And it, what it is when you get a truth and you hear it, you take it in, it gets planted in your spirit and your soul. starts fruit. Mm-hmm. And how it works is your spirit first gets it by the spirit of truth revealing to your spirit the truth. Then your spirit gets stronger in it and it starts producing more light out to your soul. Then your soul goes, uh-huh. Your conscience of your spirit is there. And it's helping you. It will convict you if you're doing something wrong that you shouldn't do. It will convict you if you're reverting back to your old ways. Pastor Deborah just had that happen this morning with a postage stamp. Yeah. So you have to be careful because Satan doesn't want the new you to continue to live. It wants the old you with all your ick. And it feels if it can just get you to do one little thing, then you'll give way to another. So he is saying that this spirit of truth goes into your spirit, produces fruit, comes out to your soul, and then your physical body. And he said, I know you've heard this because it's been here. It's in all of humanity's history. Yet most of humanity are spiritually in a deep sleep and they don't know this. They're in trances. They have multiple personalities. They don't believe it. Their, their soul is so powerful with other ideas and concepts, traditions, that it overpowers this spiritual truth that is trying to break forth. Verse number 6. Since the day, the time that you heard it, spiritually, like right now, and know and came to know the grace, the beauty, the forgiveness of God that's in the truth. He's not mad at you. He's not like the other gods. He wants a relationship with you. Some gods just want you to obey. Don't ask questions. Don't look behind the words. Some gods just say, here's a way to live. And if you do that, maybe I'll bless you. This God is not like that. His words are eternal. All these other gods that people serve did not create the world, the planets, nature, gravity. But they're all wanting to be and trying to control you through your soul, through your physical body, through your faith in a higher power, through your ancestors, through polygods, through worshiping nature and animals. We're not to do that. 
It also wants to control you through government that has no place for this God in it. Oh, people will quote it. I just heard of somebody quote it and they're angry when they're quoting it, saying government doesn't give you your rights. But that's exactly what this government does of that nation. You can do this and you can do that. You don't have a right to be born. A woman has the right to choose whether you get a life or death in the womb. You are going to treat people this way. You're going to hire people. This, that is the government playing God. And they want nothing to do with the God of the Bible. They'll have a God in their life, but it is not the God of the Bible. It's the God of the kingdom of darkness. Satan. Mm -hmm. Got to be careful when you hear people talk about God. Mm -hmm. Paul is saying, we've heard it since the time you've heard this, about this love of God. This is vital. That one must know the grace of God, the love of God, as a spiritual truth, instead of through lies and deceptions. He's not a God that will force his truths on you. He puts them in movies, cartoons, pictures, shows you through nature. He makes lots of movies, fairy tales, fables. It is there, hidden behind what you are being entertained about. Mm -hmm. And I will pick up in just a little bit. Okay, I'm back. If my hair looks a little different, it's because I've been on a Zoom call with a seven-year-old. And she and I are getting to have a great time together. We get to do counseling and prayer. And she opens up a lot about her parents, how they are forcing her against her will to overcome her fears. She doesn't like that. She's very sad about that. So I got to minister to her about how she needs to forgive her parents, only knowing what they need to do. And that if she'll trust God and even her pastor, who's given her wonderful words of encouragement to be strong, to be bold. And she has a wonderful teacher in Sunday school that encourages her. But she is able to tell me much about her life with her parents. And she has a lot of questions on why they would do that. Force her when she wants to overcome her own fear herself and I tried to teach her that with God he will help her and her and him together but it has to be her will so I did that for just an hour so my hair probably looks a little different and when you work with children in a sort of a ministry situation you get a few minutes of pure ministry you have to be creative they want to do other things. This one likes to play games. Uh, this week there was no video, just audio, which is okay. Because I learned a long time ago when God and Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit speak to us, we don't get to see them physically. We don't get to see their faces. We hear their voice talking to us. So I have learned I don't have to see them physically 
to minister to them. When you're on the phone with somebody, all you have is a voice. That's all. So I was just doing that for almost an hour. And it's sort of a regular tele-ministry session, helping this seven-year-old who was born two months early, had feeding tubes, incubator, had a lot of gastro problems. They thought she had autism or this. Turns out she has a lot of fear, which the therapy world calls anxiety. And anybody that has not had uh, a normal birth at the normal time but had a lot of death involved uh, is going to have that fear. But she said she did overcome a fear of a vacuum cleaner. She put her headsets on and it wasn't so bad. So noises, because when babies are coming out of the womb early, the sounds are loud. And they don't know what's going on. And they are so small. They're everything. They jerk and they're frightened. So the spirit of fear is there, but it's getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And she's learning that she can overcome this herself if she will call on God and have some encouragers in her life. So that was just for last hour before I came back to you here in the garden. I had to go away out into. But you guys were okay. No problem. So let's get back to the heart of a leader, becoming a shepherd. We were at verse number 7 as we were working through this letter to the Colosseum where I'm going to get you to the point where Pastor Deborah had her aha moment. Verse 7, As you have also learned of Ephratus, our dear fellow servant, who is for you and a faithful minister of Christ. Verse 8, Who also declared unto us, your love in the Spirit. So this guy is telling Paul, who's not in Colossia, about these people there and how much they love the brethren, they love Christ, and they're doing good. And verse 9, For this cause, learning of your love in the Spirit, we also, me and Timothy, this was Paul writing, since the day we heard this good news, we do not cease to pray for you. And to desire that you might be filled, overflowing with the knowledge of his will and all his wisdom and his spiritual understanding. In working with that little seven-year-old, she doesn't quite yet understand the relationship of her will to her problems and to God. Things that she doesn't like and thinks is being forced on her. So she is developing not a very nice picture of her parents. She said her dad is taking parenting classes. She did not say her mother was. And so you have to listen carefully and you will see the development of the mind and the concept. This is what Pastor Deborah, as Jan had about Christmas. Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the two things from the mother and the father, the parents that were taught to her that Pastor Deborah had to have deliverance from. Wow, it seems that there is so much to be filled spiritually with from this loving Heavenly Father. 
But when I had that darkness, those cancers, that stuff, that what I thought was truth, which was really ignorance, of Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, and the Easter Bunny, there was no room in there in my soul or even in my spirit for his will, his wisdom and understanding. Then I learned I need to be filled with his the Heavenly Father, who is the mighty heart of a leader himself, who is a shepherd. And he wanted to give me his heart so that I would have a heart of a leader and I would become a shepherd like he is. He wanted me to have to be filled in the spirit with his spiritual knowledge of his Christ Jesus's words of truth his own will number two he wanted me to be filled in all my spirit with his wisdom not being ignorant or lacking the ability to apply these words of God's truth and fruit you can have knowledge of spiritual truth but not know how to apply them You don't know how to apply them in a prayer. I prayed for that little seven-year-old. I spoke and decreed into her future and into her now. I spoke and decreed into the relationship of her and the father to overcome this fear. I spoke and decreed into her future that was yet to be. The wisdom of God gave me that. Just to say, God bless them. Sometimes you need to be able to decree, declare, and proclaim into the future and to deal with the present. So I had to have some wisdom there. Number three, and he wants me to be spiritually filled in my spirit where the heart of the leader is developed, created, educated, To become a shepherd is that out to the soul. I must be filled with all spiritual understanding. And this is a must. I must have his knowledge, his wisdom, his understanding. I couldn't help a seven-year-old if I didn't have that. I would say out of the conversation, because I pray before. Now remember, I did not see her face. She was playing a game. She was multitasking. She was sleepy, but she was talking. She was asking questions about her parents, why they do what they do and force her to get over these fears against her own will. And I had to explain to her that's all they knew to do. And that she, here comes the wisdom, had to learn how to forgive them because they're trying. But she needed to trust God and her pastor and her father as having to take parenting classes because Most of us don't come into marriages and to parenting with any knowledge of child development, parenting classes. We still rely on this child's mother relies on the way she grew up and her family. And it's not a very loving family, a kind family, an encouraging family because her mother wasn't and her father wasn't. And she is passing on, but Pastor Deborah's in the way now. Pastor Deborah's starting to break off that stuff off this little one. Because I've known this little child since she was in the womb of her mother as a spirit. 
And I spoke to her and decreed and proclaimed. And when she came out through birth, she came directly spiritually to me and said, I'm here. I'm here. I said, wonderful. She made it. Now her soul is what her mom and them are dealing with. But Pastor Deborah's got wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Yeah. So we're doing some powerful stuff when I do a Zoom meeting. And it's okay not to see their picture. Because when you hear from God, you don't see him. You just hear his word. So Paul is praying for me even through these words. And to you to be filled with all of these wonderful things from God spiritually. That you must have if you were to have the heart of the leader and become a shepherd. I was shepherding this little one today in knowledge through wisdom and understanding. I was not distracted by her playing her game. I was asking questions, helping her, listening to her, being at her level with her. I don't get frustrated because she doesn't want to be on, show her face, and she wants to multitask. She's an only child. She has to spend a lot of time by herself. Her parents are busy with themselves. They're always on their cell phones, talking to their family. And this little one gets left alone a lot. So I'm doing work, ministry. And the spirit is there because it is always working with me. And she comes to the garden, and she does bring her parents' spirits with her at times. But the mama's the most powerful, dominant soul. And I have to pray for the father to be spiritually strong, and I have to pray for this seven-year-old. God's got great things for her to do. Mm -hmm. So I use all of that as a shepherd. And this is helping people the Lord's way, not the way of the world. So why Paul tells us these three things, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, are so important. And this story of Pastor Deborah's is slowly revealing to you the road of light that came into me and truth. And it kicked out, pushed out this darkness and ignorance, destroyed this cancerous fruit that had grown rotten about the belief that there was a Santa Claus, a tooth fairy, and an Easter bunny. And this was just one idea and concept and traditions of men of the world, one belief that Pastor Deborah had taken in from her parents was lying to her own son, passing it on through a generation to my own child. This was a powerful experience, and you have to be willing to let God in. I told this little seven-year-old, God does not work against your will he will help you when you are ready to overcome whatever needs to be overcome he will partner with you he will use encouragers i think her sunday school teacher was he will use pastors with good words there will be opportunities pastor deborah is always looking for ministry work the next generation here's a seven-year-old Oh, I can talk world stuff. I can deal with her playing on her little thing while she's talking to me. 
because she's learning to hear my voice, not see my face. It's not in the flesh. So let's keep going so you will understand the need for this light of revelation to come into you, into your soul, and to your spirit. So that this light of revelation, these words, will destroy the other words that came to you from birth. There's a war of words that was beginning in Pastor Deborah. And I want to just kind of stop right here with verse 9. Just to let the beginning of the battle that was going on in Pastor Deborah sort of show you the power and what was happening for Pastor Deborah to be free. So her heart, her spirit, and her soul could have the heart of a leader by becoming a shepherd. I had to become a shepherd of agape love. I had to be a carrier of it, a bearer of it. I had to understand what agape love was. I had to study it. I had to become a shepherd of others, seven-year-olds, spiritually. People in comas, you out here in the garden. I had to become a shepherd of truth. To watch over it, guard it. A shepherd of knowledge and wisdom and understanding. A shepherd of God's will. I had to know his will. I had to study Isaiah 61, 62. I studied the Old Testament thoroughly. Can't speak it. Can't speak Hebrew. But I know his heart. I had to be a shepherd of his light. His heart's desires. I had to be a shepherd who was a leader of the heritage, the inheritance of the children that God desired, the prodigals, those that had left him, those that had never been his, that were in the kingdom of darkness. I had to learn how to be a shepherd of them, how to be a leader and guide them and lead like I did with that little seven-year-old telling her to pray and forgive her parents. They're only doing what they know to do, which could be through ignorance. They actually, I think, have her in some kind of therapy where they're forcing her, putting her in horrible situations and forcing her to find solutions to get over this fear. But yet the mama hasn't gotten over her fear of some things. And her mama doesn't know that I know all the things that happened to her. And I'll never tell her. But I'm working slowly with the parents and working with the child. So a shepherd is a leader. And it must have a heart that is a free spiritual spirit and soul that can be led and guided by the great shepherd himself, the Most High God and his word of God. I was being spiritually circumcised through a Hebrews 4.12 spiritual circumcision. My spirit was being released from the soul. The Hebrews 4.12 says... For the word of God 
is quick. It's alive. It's living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And an edged sword was created to have one side to defend and one side to attack. It was piercing and cutting, even, it says, to the dividing asunder apart of the soul, the hidden subconscious heart and mind, and the spirit. Yes, you must have a Hebrews 4.12 to become and develop the heart of a leader that can become a shepherd. These two, the soul and the spirit, are different. But they must be separated. They are have different functions and they have different place in this system of three. They have become married and intimate as one way back long ago inside of the body of the first man called Adam. When he disobeyed, his sperm inside of him all changed. They all lost the light, became perverted, twisted just like their new father, Satan, the adversary of God. And inside the wound man, the woman, the eggs lost the light. Everything became perverted. When man, Adam, took of this fruit from the hand of his helpmate and took a bite, he was married to her. One with her, because the story goes, when God created this wound man, this woman, brought it to Adam, Adam looked at the body and said, Ooh, oh boy, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She be, shall be call, called woman, wound man. And God says, okay, you named it. That is its nature, just flesh and bone. This was the helpmate, the soul to the spirit. He said, okay. You will become one with it. You will follow it. You'll be married to it because it's just flesh. And you will leave me, your father and mother. This is back in Genesis. And you will leave us and you will be joined with her in the flesh and the bone. So when that happened in the garden, we all fell. So now Pastor Deborah was having the Hebrews 4.12 experience. And my spirit was being divorced unhooked, unyoked, unoppressed by the flesh, the helpmate, the soul. And everybody has to have that. The spirit must become the king, the very heart of the leader, the shepherd. It must become the spiritual king of the soul and the physical body. That is where the spiritual seeds of leadership begin and are implanted in the freed spirit that is no longer married and one to its own soul. So when Pastor Deborah went through this experience and learning about my spirit was believing this lie of Santa Claus, the tooth fairy, and the Easter bunny, and I was passing that on to my child, I pray to be free of that darkness and ignorance. Hebrews 4.12 was put into action. 
and my spirit lost tumors, cancer, poisonous blood, the sting. I was sinking into shadow, for the words had been like a morgor blade and put poison in me. And God did a work. And my spirit came out of its cocoon of the soul. And it was now able to learn and be guided and filled with all of God's will, his knowledge, his understanding, his agape love, and could develop the horde of the leader in me that would become a shepherd. And I want to stop right here for today. Yes, you have a, all of you want a Hebrews 4.12? No problem. Dear Heavenly Father, your words of spirit and truth have reached these precious ones. And their will is with you now. And their hearts desire this freedom that you gave Pastor Deborah. A Hebrews 4.12 Father, apply your words of spirit and life. Take the sword of the spirit and sever. Circumcise the spirit out of the soul. You showed us what this looked like in the Jewish circumcision. Cut the spirit free. Bring forth that spirit and apply your ointment to it so that the poison of the Morgor blade, the words from childhood and parents, can be destroyed. And the healing can come to the spirit that you can fill it with your wisdom, your knowledge, and your truth of life and light father make it so and when they return home they will know their spirit is free they've had a spiritual circumcision their spirit is no longer one with their soul no longer married to it bonded to it yoked to it oppressed in darkness and ignorance father bring forth your light and let your work began in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. All right. Oh, you guys are so beautiful. You just can't imagine what you look like. It's like we take off this dark clothes that you've been wearing. And you're just pure light now. That's your spirit. And your will lined up with his will. Because if he did it against your will, he would be raping you, forcing his truth and freedom on you. He does not do that. He will work through circumstances, teaching, spiritual experiences. The words of a little seven-year-old that says they're doing this against my will. Why are they doing that? That is one area that Satan works the hardest on. To keep bound up and in chains your free will. He knows if, he, if that gets birthed, becomes a little stronger, and you choose to be free and have this word of light and life in you, there's nothing he can do to stop you because God waits for you. He'll speak to you in movies and books, paintings and nature games, fairy tales, songs, mm -hmm. circumstances, until your will is ready to line up with his. 
not out of fear, not out of just pure obedience, but out of love to be free and to be filled with his things and to let go and be free of this other stuff. Then he can start working and developing you as a leader that will become a shepherd. Next lesson, lesson number five, we'll pick back up here. And we'll tell some more of the story until we get into the very heart of the teaching. Where we get into the dreams of a child. We start showing how God starts speaking to you. Even in childhood. Even in the womb. And how he spoke words decreeing and declaring. Just like I did with the seven year old. And spoke and decreed her future of goodness and leadership and ministry. All right. See you guys. You may stay in the garden and enjoy your freedom. Where did your clothes go? They dissolved and they're gone. That's right. Get to know each other. Yeah. Enjoy freedom. Thank you. Hebrews 4.12 For the spiritual circumcision of the spirit from the soul. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Bye everybody. I'll see you next class in the heart of a leader. How we become a shepherd. Love. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually. And hear how she has helped people spiritually the Lord's way for many, many years. Come again. Watch another one. And we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments. And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.